Welcome to Central Online. I want to wish you a very Merry Christmas uh, from Tiffany and myself, from, from the staff and the, our board of elders. We just want to let you know that, man, we are, we are praying for you and we're pulling for you in this, this Christmas season and believing God for big things uh, for your life. Well, hey, hey, quick question before we jump too far into the message here. How many of you know some of those like over-the-top Christmas gift rappers? Like they, they take Christmas presents and turn them into Pinterest products. Like, like how many of you have some people in your life that are intense gift wrappers, okay? Uh, how many of you are that, that, that gift wrapper? <laughs> well, my, my mom, she's, she's one of those fairly intense Christmas present wrappers and, and to the point where you almost feel bad like tearing into these works of art on Christmas morning. Uh, but but here, here's, here's a quick snapshot of what I mean. Check out this, this picture. This is my, my mom and dad's living room in the Midwest and, and see these snowmen. These look like decorations, but no, these are, these are presents for her four grandkids. I mean like it's next level. And then you have people like me. And, uh, and I just feel like the purpose of wrapping paper is to conceal what's on the inside. And so the bag that I got from the store that they put the present in, like, I'm not above just duct taping that bad boy shut, you know what I mean? Because it serves the purpose of, of, of wrapping paper. Matter of fact, one of the best things that I think was ever invented around Christmas time were those, those gift bags, right? Where you can just put the present in, throw some tissue paper, and like, problem solved. Like, it is... It is done, but, uh, but, but I'm, not the best, I'm not the best gift wrapper. And maybe on this Christmas, if you're not, you're not on this level of, of Christmas present packaging, uh, I want you to know you're in good company because I heard this, uh, this preacher, Dr. Robert McDew, he, he said, uh, God is the good gift giver, but he is not a very good gift wrapper. And, and check it out, like God is the good gift giver. He's the perfect gift giver. Matter of fact, everything good in your life is a gift from God. That's what it says in, in the book of James chapter, chapter one, verse 17. It says this, that, that every good and perfect gift, it is from God. Like it's a gift to you. However, God's choice of wrapping paper, it is questionable to say the least. And before you, some of you want to excommunicate me as a heretic, hear me out on this and listen to, here's what I mean. Like God gives good gifts, but the wrapping paper, questionable. And here's, here's, here's an example. Like God will give you the good gift of surrender. Like surrender is the key to freedom. But, but he'll package the gift in a season where you feel like I'm at the end of my rope. God, I don't know if I can move forward. So God, I surrender. And in that moment, you, you receive a gift, but the wrapping paper around the season, a little less than to be desired. God, God will give you the gift of patience, but he'll wrap it in that coworker that you wanna cuss out on a daily basis. Like God will give you a good gift. He'll give you the gift of trusting him more. And maybe, maybe this year you pray, God help me to trust you more. And he gave you the gift that is the year 20. 20. I mean, he's a good gift giver, but the wrapping paper. And so sometimes he'll give you a gift and you'll look at it and you'll be like, I'm not sure I want this gift. Like hot potato. God, can you give this to someone else? And he's like, no, no, no. You just, you just trust me. <laughs> Open the gift. You'll, 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 you'll appreciate it in hindsight. And let me just say like that first Christmas, 
great gift, undescribably good gift. But the wrapping paper, a virgin born, she received this angelic message like, you're going to be, you're going to deliver the Messiah. This long awaited king is coming. She's engaged to be married to a dude. And he knows that he hasn't consummated that, that marriage yet. And she shows up, honey, I love you and I'm pregnant and it's not yours. Like, that's messed up wrapping paper. The, the only people that showed up at Jesus' birth were some shepherds, like the, the lonely, lowest class of people arrive at this great birth. The king of creation, the God of heaven, the, the God who knit you together in your mother's womb, the, the God who spoke and the cosmos came into existence. He steps out of eternity and he comes into time to rescue humanity and he's born in a barn with cows and the smells thereof. I'm just saying, what a gift. <laughs> Wrapping paper though, little, uh, little questionable. And here we are, 2020, Christmas Eve. And no matter where you are this Christmas Eve, around the globe, Christmas 2020 comes with some weird wrapping paper. Some of you are sheltered in place. Some of you aren't able to gather with friends and family. Some, some of you, or, or none of us are able to gather in this room on Christmas Eve. And perhaps this is the first Christmas Eve in your entire life where you haven't been in an in-person gathering. And I'm just saying, the wrapping paper is a little weird this year too. But my hope for these next few minutes is that we would, we would set aside the wrapping paper and we'd focus on the gift. And the gift is Jesus. The gift is worthwhile. The gift is worth opening. And so today we're going we're gonna to camp out in Isaiah. And Isaiah, he, he, he wrote, he's a prophet, and he wrote about this gift over 700 years prior to the birth of Jesus. And here's what he says in Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6. He says this, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And on this Christmas Eve, I want us to talk about those verses and just make three observations, three observations in our time together. And the first observation is this, that Jesus came as a gift to you. He came as a gift to me. He's a gift to us, he's God's gift to us. Here's what it says in Isaiah nine, in the first part of that verse, he says, for to us, a child is born, to us, a son is given. Now, I don't know if you, you think about Jesus as a gift throughout the year. Maybe at, at Christmas we do because we see the presents and the nativity and like awesome, it's, it's God's gift, but, but God sent Jesus as a gift, a gift to you. Over 40 times in the New Testament, the, the authors of Scripture record and document Jesus as a, as a gift. Matter of fact, in 2 Corinthians 9, 15, it says this, Thanks be to God for his 
indescribable gift. Like it's a gift too great for words. It's a gift far beyond our imagination. It's a gift that people like me, uh, one of our, my greatest challenges to articulate for you, this indescribable gift is so magnificent. It, it's so wonderful. It's so beyond description that, it, that it, I can't pull it down into words to paint a picture for you just how awesome this gift is. It's an indescribable gift. Check it out for for 10,000 years after you've been in heaven, we'll still be marveling over this gift of God's grace extended to you, extended to me in the person of Jesus Christ. It's worthy of celebration. It's worthy of national recognition. It's worthy of global celebration as today we we celebrate this, this indescribable gift with billions of people around the globe. It's just too awesome to describe. Over a hundred thousand years after we've been in heaven, we'll still marvel at this indescribable gift that rescues you, rescues me. We may not know the full extent of it right now, but by faith we receive it. And while it's indescribable, God in his infinite wisdom extends this gift in such a way that every man, woman, child, boy, girl can wrap their heads around it and unwrap it this Christmas. Perhaps the most popular uh, verse in the Bible is found in John 3.16 where it reads this, for God so loved the world. He loves you. He's for you. In 2020, he desires relationship with you. He loves you so much. The extent of his love is that he, he gave you a gift. He gave you his one and only son so that whoever believes in him would not perish, but would have eternal life, would know life and life to the fullest. And it's found in Jesus. I'm just saying, what a gift. The second observation is that Jesus came to lift your burdens. Jesus comes to lift your burdens this Christmas in 2020. Isaiah 9, 6 says this, for to us the child is born, to us the son is given, check this out, and the government shall be upon his shoulders. Now this is certainly talking about Jesus and his eternal reign, that he's sovereign over all time, space, and eternity. He he reigns supreme. He certainly is the leader of all leaders. It talks about how he is the king of all kings and he is the Lord of all lords and his reign will know no end. Check this out in Philippians 2, 10 through 11. It says, uh, there's a time coming that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess on heaven, in heaven, on earth and under the earth. And every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Check it out. Every individual, every man, woman, boy and girl who's ever lived in the past will bow the knee to the name of Jesus because he's the king. Every one of you watching this today will one day bow your knee and say, Jesus Christ is king. Everyone that's alive right now, Bill Gates, Donald Trump, Joe Biden, uh, uh, pick a name, everyone's knee will bow and recognize Jesus Christ. Everyone who will ever live in the future will bow and say, Jesus Christ is king. He reigns sovereign, he reigns supreme. Not only is Jesus the king, the government will be on his shoulders, 
but a couple of verses prior to that, it talks about the kind of king that he is. It doesn't just say that he will reign. It talks about the style in which he will reign. And here's what it says in Isaiah chapter nine and verse four. It says, you will break the yoke of their slavery and lift the burden from their shoulders. Listen, he's a king who, who doesn't come to lay a burden. He's the type of king that comes to lift your burdens. I don't know where you are today. I don't know what burdens you may be carrying, but the, the, the invitation in this Christmas Eve is to say, cast your cares on him because check it out, the king cares for you. Matter of fact, Jesus says this in Matthew eleven twenty eight and 29. He says, are you tired? Are you worn out this Christmas? Perhaps you're burned out on religion. Come to me, get away with me and you'll recover your life. Jesus says, I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me and watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I love that. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. What a gift. Jesus came as God's gift to us. Jesus came to lift your burdens. And finally, the third observation is that Jesus came to meet your deepest need. He knew that we were stuck in our sin and in mistakes of our past, that because of our mistakes, we could no longer bridge this gap to have a relationship with God and, and God and his sovereignty and his rich love for you. He extends a gift that's found in Jesus so that a sacrifice could be paid on your behalf, your debt, your fine paid. So now you can know him and he comes to meet your deepest need. And the Bible describes this gift, describes Jesus in using four names here in Isaiah chapter nine and verse six, four names that describes this gift that meets our deepest needs. And the first is this, wonderful counselor. Here's what it says. His name shall be called wonderful counselor. And the English you know, translation of that Hebrew thought, it actually unfortunately falls pretty short because we hear the phrase or the name wonderful counselor and we think, Jesus would probably get five stars on Yelp. We think maybe, maybe you know, Google, maybe four and a half stars there. Like he's a pretty good counselor and, and we could use some counseling, right? I mean, like it's 2020. Have you heard what's happened? Like we could, we could all benefit from some, some wise counsel. But that's not exactly the, the Hebrew thought here behind that, that word, wonderful counselor. It, it could literally be translated that he is, he is wisdom itself. He is the source of wisdom itself. In John 1, 14, John says this, uh, that the word, that word there, word, is the Greek word logos. We get our word logic from it. In the Greeks, they had this philosophy that there was a, a logic, there was a rationale, there was a, a reasoning to the universe. There was, there was a source of meaning to mankind, and they, they used this word logos. And John draws from that, and he says, now the word, it became a human, and he made his home among us. And what it's saying to us is that, that Jesus is not only wisdom personified, but he is the logic that some of you have been looking for. He is the reason that you've been searching for. And he is the source of all meaning. And apart from him, you can have no meaning in your life. Apart from him, you really won't know your purpose. Apart from him, you just question your existence. He is the logos. He is the reason. He is the logic that underpins humanity. And the good news of Christmas that he extends this gift that you can know the reason 
for your existence. You can know logically why you're here. The word became a human and made his home among us. I'm just saying, what a gift. But not only is he wisdom personified, the second thing that we see here in his name is that he is a mighty God. Isaiah 9, 6 says, And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God. That could literally be translated Warrior God. Like he's the champion of champions. He's the hero of all heroes. He is your knight in shining armor. He is the deliverer. He is invincible. He is the one who came to rescue. He is your deliverer. He is the rescuer of all rescuers. He is the champion and he'll never be defeated. He is the mighty warrior. And for some of us in 2020, we've seen our problems so incredibly large that we've lost sight that we serve the mighty God that's bigger than any issue, any circumstance, any problem that we could ever face. And this, this Christmas Eve, I just invite you to remember the gift that has been given. Forget the wrapping paper. Focus on the gift. He's a mighty God. And then third, it says, he's the everlasting Father. His name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father. This is really a beautiful way to describe him. And whether you've had a good and godly father uh, or not, I think all of us can articulate and describe uh, the, the way that a good and godly father would behave, regardless of our experience. And we, I think we could agree that a good, and, a good father would not be indifferent he would not be uninterested, but rather he would be very interested in the details of your life. A good father would, would understand your weakness. He would love you despite of your mistakes. He would want to help you in any way that he could. A good father would not turn his back on you in your greatest time of need, but, but rather he'd be there to help. And one thing I've seen over the years as as a pastor, as I meet with people and talk with people, uh, one thing that, that comes up is that, that this underlining thought that, that some people have that, that, they, that God might like somebody else more than them. And certainly this comes from some choices, some decisions, some mistakes made in the past or things that have been done to them that they didn't deserve, but for some reason they feel less than. And I'm just saying on this Christmas Eve, he's an everlasting father. Uh, we could translate that, he is the always interested God, always interested in you, in all that you are, always ready to help, always willing to step in, always available to you. He is the everlasting father, the always interested God. Uh, now, I'm, I'm a dad. I'm not, uh, certainly not a perfect father, but I love my kids. And, and even though I, I blow it and I'm nowhere near as good of a father as as God himself is, but, but whenever my kids make mistakes, uh, whenever my kids step out of bounds, whenever they, they break the rules, whenever they blow it, whenever they, they make a mess, I don't turn my back on them and say, hey, once you get your act together, then I'll be available to you. No, when my kids are hurting, when my kids are, are making mistakes, they don't need less of me, they need more of me. That's the time for a father to lean in. And you better believe that your heavenly father is always ready to help. He's available to you. The psalmist wrote this, that, that, that our heavenly father, he delights in the details of our lives. Not only does he know about you, not only is he available to you, but he delights in you. 
In Psalm 103, 13 through 14, it says this, the Lord is like a father to his children, tender and compassionate to those who fear him, for he knows how weak we are. He remembers we are not, we're only dust. Check it out. Like, I think for some of you, I want you to hear this. Perhaps that mistake surprised you more than it surprised your heavenly father. Perhaps that instance that, that makes you feel like I'm less than, maybe I cannot engage in this relationship. I want you to know that, that probably surprised you more than it surprised your heavenly father because he understands our weakness. He knows how we're made. He made us, right? He, he's not surprised at our shortcomings. He's available in the midst of it. He's the everlasting father. And finally, he's the prince of peace. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. Uh, the Hebrew word there is shalom. He's the Prince of Shalom. And oftentimes in English, like when I hear the word peace, like I think the absence of conflict. Uh, however, the Hebrew thought here is with shalom, it's not, not peace as in the sense of the absence of something, but it is peace in the sense of the presence of something. Peace is available, not because something's removed, but because something's available. And, and God's peace, he's the, the prince of peace. He reigns over peace. He gives peace. He gives shalom. And, and it's an all-encompassing. It's very holistic. It, it includes flourishing and abounding. It's a blessing for your relationships, for your finances, for your, your physical health, your mental health, your spiritual health. Like he's a holistic God. He's not just interested in your spiritual life. He's interested in you. And all that you are. He's the prince of peace. He desires to bring shalom, God's peace, into your life. And God's peace is available, not because something is absent, because this Christmas gift is present in your life. It all starts when we put our faith and our hope in him and we accept God's wonderful gift of Jesus. And when we do that, our, our sins are forgiven and and Jesus, what he accomplished on the cross for you, for me, over 2,000 years ago is applied to our account. Your, your sin, your mistakes, your debt has been paid in full, past, present, and future. And you can live life with a clear conscience and, and have hope, not only for heaven for all of eternity, but his power, his presence available to you right here, right now in 2020. Don't focus on the wrapping paper around the season. Don't miss the gift that's inside. If that's where you are today, it can lead to a totally different life. The Bible says that it transforms us. It literally transforms us from, from the inside out. In 2 Corinthians 5, 17, uh, this guy named Paul, he wrote this. He says, he says this means that anyone who, who belongs to Christ has become a new person. Check it out. The, the old life is gone. The new life has begun. What a gift. It can all start today. He makes us new. He transforms us. It all begins when we recognize him for who he is, that he is the king supreme, like he is the champion of champions. He is the leader of all leaders. When we realize who he is, that he is who the Bible says that he is, and we put him in his rightful place, we say, you know what, God, you're the king. I've been trying to call the shots in my life. And I've been treating you as less than the king. But today, God, because of who you are, 
I'm going to start letting you be the CEO of my life. I'm going to start letting you call the shots in my life. The Bible uses this phrase called repentance, but that's what, really what takes place. It's like we're, we're going our own way. I'm doing my own thing. And no, I recognize God who you are, and I'm going to go your way. Here's my life. Whatever you want from me, that's what I want. Whatever you ask me to do, I'm going to do it. And we believe in our hearts that, that Jesus is who he said he was, that he died, paid the penalty for our mistakes on the cross, that that sacrifice is then applied to our account so we don't have to pay that fine. And now we can begin a new life with God and experience his power in this present moment. And so if you'd like to begin a relationship with Jesus, or maybe you've been a follower of Jesus for a long time, and it's just a good season to remind ourselves of this gift that we've received. But whether you've been following Jesus your whole life, or today you wanna, wanna begin this journey with God, I invite you to say a simple prayer with me. And you mean it from your heart, I believe it can lead to a whole different life. There's no such thing as hocus pocus when it comes to following God. He's more interested in your heart than, than, than merely saying a prayer and thinking everything will be different. It does require action. It does require commitment. But it, the way we begin that journey is simply talking to him. That's really what prayer is. So, so if that's where you are, you wanna, you wanna talk to God and make that commitment to him, I invite you to pray this prayer along with me. Say, God, I believe you are who you, the Bible says you are. And Jesus, that the Bible says that you are, you are the sacrifice that takes away my sins, the sins of the world. The Bible says that you are God. And I believe that you are. And for a lot of my life, I've been playing God and making my own decisions, calling my own shots. But I know one day my knee's gonna bow before you. And God, rather than waiting for after I'm dead and gone, I wanna make that decision right now. So today, God, I'm, I'm bending my knee in my heart and putting you on the rightful place as king. And God, from this day forward, I'm gonna let you call the shots. Today, God, I surrender my life to you. Now, God, I, I pray you'd give me the gift of eternal life. I pray you'd come take residence in my life, fill me with your spirit so I can be the person you created me to be. This Christmas, I commit my life to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, hey, if that was your commitment to God this Christmas. I want you to know that, man, we are cheering for you. We are, we are in your corner. We want to help however we can. Uh, your best next step once you make that decision is to go public with your faith and get baptized. And that's really just a way of saying, like, I've given my life to Jesus. Now I'm going public with that commitment. If you have any questions or we can help in any way, we would love to, to hear from you. Uh, you can simply text us at 408-944-5402. That's 408-944-5402. Or you can email us at info at centralsj.org. Uh, we, we would just love to connect with you, help however we can. Maybe you're like, ah, I got some questions, man. Like, I'm not sure I'm, not sure I'm ready to make that commitment. Well, well, let us know, and we'll try to help however we can and uh, come alongside you. We've got some resources available. We'd love to connect with you in that way. Well, hey, Central family, let's just cheer on those who, who made that commitment this Christmas. That's super exciting. Let's whoop it up in the chat. Give some high-five emojis or hand claps, but, uh, but we're cheering for you. And, and for all of us this, this Christmas season, we recognize the wrapping paper 
uh, might not be as presentable as it was in previous years, but let's not miss the gift this Christmas. He, he's, he's, he's a wonderful counselor. He's the everlasting father. He, he's a mighty God. He's the Prince of Peace. Let's focus on the gift. God bless you this Christmas.